One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Welcome to Inside the Comedian with me, David Reed. This week I'll be interviewing Greg McHugh. Actor, writer, that bloke off that thing. You know. What's name? Picture frame, leather goods, Trevor Francis tracksuits. Bush, 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 bush. Greg McHugh, welcome to Inside the Comedian. Thank you, thank you. That bloke off that thing, that is very, very brave. <laughs> um, do, do, you, do you feel you've elevated yourself above that bloke off that thing? No, but yes, of course I have. I'm here uh, to talk serious. It is serious, this, isn't it? This is like, the most serious programme on the internet. Good. It's, it's as yet uh, to be on television. Right. Because they just have to animate the whole thing, and that would uh, be very expensive. That would be very expensive, unless you do it in... Uh, I think it's cheaper if you do it in uh, Saudi Arabia. Is that right? I think the animation so. capital of the world, Saudi Arabia. <laughs> it is, yeah. It's, it's the a little... Simpsons is all done there, isn't yes, it? Yes, I think it is, actually. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know all about animation, David. What, what, okay, well, why don't you get out of the way what you don't know about, and then we'll move on to what you do. What else don't you know about? It was just Saudi Arabian animation. Right, okay, that's, that's all. It. That's your only... All other bases we can go for. Right, so... Uh, then you should come on my pub quiz team because I've got Saudi Arabia an animation covered. <laughs> and you could cover everything else. Well, where is it held? Well, it's, it's in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> it's it? Is that yeah, where it's it, held? Yeah, yeah. Wow, what's you the name of your... try the pubs in Saudi Arabia. They're wonderful. <laughs> I've heard there, I've heard there. The Irish pubs in particular. <laughs> it's quite an exciting night out, I can it imagine. It really is, yeah. What's the name of your pub team? Uh, we are called uh, Quislamic Jihad. Goes down very well in Saudi Arabia. They love, oh, they love, they love that. You were born in Edinburgh, which, for those who aren't familiar, is a city in the EU. Um, <laughs> now, were you aware of the Edinburgh Festival as a small boy? I was. Uh, yes, I was very aware of it. I was very aware of uh, tourists getting on buses, mm. uh, which you know. You know, it can be, you know, it's, it's, it's great for the... Irritating. Well, it is irritating, but you've got to be very careful now that I don't come across as some kind of bigoted uh, moron. But there was a certain joy in seeing, uh, say, tourists ask a bus driver if they go, you know, in whatever. What PC language could I choose to do the imitation accent of? You choose. Uh, English. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, David. You're welcome. Um, okay, uh, excuse me. Uh, do, you go to, um, do you go to Princess Street? 
and the driver going, I'm a 14 pal, I don't need leaf walks, so you're bigger than a 21 or a 33, you know what I'm saying? And they go, oh my God, this is such a mistake. You know, that, that, that's the kind of thing I, I enjoyed, seeing right. the, the pain of the tourist. Now, you didn't start out wanting to be a performer, did you? When I was born. Well, obviously, when you were born, I mean, very few, very few babies, the umbilical cord is cut, and they, and they go, to be, <laughs> or, or whatever babies yeah. talk about. Uh, no, uh, well, no, 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 not, not early doors. What did you no. want to be early doors? Do you um, when you were a small child, you know, people want to be an astronaut, or yeah. a fireman, or a dragon, or some kind of desk. What to be, what to what, be a footballer. A footballer? Yeah. Oh, so you were quite a masculine boy, a rough tumble boy. Uh, <laughs> rough and tumble, not rough. Uh, I wasn't. I wasn't boy. actually. I wasn't oh, really, not. but I just really liked football. Yeah. No, right. I think that's why I probably wasn't good enough. I wasn't really rough and tumble enough. Oh, and also not good enough at football. That's the other key issue. Right. But no, I wasn't. I wouldn't say I was massively and rough and tumble. Born in Scotland. Yeah. The so opportunities aren't great, right? They're, they're not. <laughs> but I think there's that borderline kind of slight xenophobia racism that no, I think automatically it's just, I think can't it's just be good. We've had good footballers. No, no, I no, I'm not, I'm not suggesting you can't be a good footballer. It's more, no. It was more of a comment of opportunity, which is a sort of blanket comment about the whole country. Not yeah, football. no, I like that, because it is only due to opportunity that I'm now not a footballer. Right. Thank you. Right. Awesome. That's right. It Thanks, was opportunity. Man. Yeah, it was opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, but football, football you abandoned football, ultimately. Yeah. In yeah. favour of performance. Yeah, eventually. Which is what you're doing now. Yes. Yeah, I am. I'm doing very important work in the performance field. Yeah. Um, yeah. So who were your icons growing up in the world of performing? Yeah, who did you see and you go, I want to emulate that? Uh, I, I, I mean, you know, it'd be, it'd be silly not to do the stereotype and say Billy Connolly. But yeah, but I saw, uh, saw Billy Connolly doing stuff and I thought, oh, that's, uh, that's quite good. On stage <laughs> or just sort of round and about town? No, just through other people's versions of him. And I thought, that's, <laughs> yes. very, that's very impressive. And uh, yeah, so I kind of got an intrigue into that. <laughs> And then actually, when I was playing football, oddly, the first thing I ever did was an impression of uh, one of the dads of the team when we went away to a uh, Blackpool football competition. And I did the impression of the dad, and he took great offence at it. Um, and, and that's when that, you thought, this is for me. Genuinely, I thought, that's quite interesting, isn't it? <laughs> a grown man and a, and a 12-year-old boy doing this impression of him, and he got really annoyed at it. So it was a and power thought, trip, really. You wanted yeah. to make grown men cry. Yeah, a little bit, because I wasn't very good at football. So that's probably where that came from, yeah. Maybe. Right. Right. Although, ironically, someone who isn't very good at football can make grown men cry simply by being bad at sort of, sort of passing or scoring goals. Yeah, it was a double whammy with double me. Whammy. Absolutely, Just yeah. Just the constant disappointment of making grown men cry from the off. Well, yeah, I'm not obsessed by making grown men cry. This no. is becoming a little bit creepy on the grown men cry from my own kids. Well, I just, I just saw a sort of theme in your childhood. Yeah, well, then maybe there is a bit of that, and hence why becoming a performer and that neediness is probably a, a massive part of that. I'm getting quite emotional. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll pull back. You trained. Am I ready? You trained as a performer. Mm. Like, I mean, you really buckled down on your craft with a sort of rigour and focus that, that very few performers even get close to. I mean, how, how do you hide that so well? <laughs> I think I hide it so well um, because I've tried so hard. Right. Yeah, and the minute you try too hard, it just becomes slightly redundant, doesn't it? So I think it was from mm. trying so hard and training so hard and doing so many different things that I've managed to just become that guy who's kind of known but not known for very many things. Right, so, so you've really managed to corner a market that nobody else wants. Yes, right. <laughs> yeah. and I'm excelling. You're excelling in that. <laughs> yeah. so, so, so really, you, you, may, you may have focused and tried hard and worked hard, yeah. but in entirely the wrong direction. You were facing the corner of the room instead of out, out to the, the audience or whatever, and that's a, 
I, I mean, David, I, I can only hope that is the case. It sounds like you're painting a, a tragic story of yourself. Yeah. Do you think that's true? I, I see you as a success story, personally. Oh, fantastic. Well, yeah. that, that's good. It's kind of slightly contradictory to all the other things you've said, but um, <laughs> absolutely, a success story of a man facing the wrong side of the room. Right, right. Oh, that, that, that's good. That's good. I mean, I don't know if, if, if my audience knows, but, but mm. Greg is a phenomenally huge star. I don't know if anyone's, uh, anyone knows this, but it's phenomenally, a phenomenally big star. I mean, he had a smash hit show in Scotland, which none of us will have seen because it was in Scotland. Um, they have their own channel. That's very nice, isn't it? But, um, but it was massive, absolutely massive, um, in Orkney and some parts of Mull. Um, it was particularly big in Mull. Massive in Mull. Yeah, massive, massive in Mull. In Mull. Yeah. 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 Um, do you tour Mal often? Uh, I used to. We don't get the tickets <laughs> and, these days. No, until the, the puffin population dwindled. Abs <laughs> absolutely, but they were a very reliable crowd for a while. Absolutely, always Big there. shout out to Mal, by the way. <laughs> we get a shout out to Mal every episode on this. <laughs> every episode. But no, you, you were in a massive show. It was hugely successful. And uh, as I say, in Scott. So what was, what was, uh, what was that like, uh, being suddenly famous in your home country? Well, <laughs> I do get asked this. Right. Um, and what's it like to work with Jack Whitehall? They're the two main questions. They're the two main questions. Um, but uh, yeah, the show was called Gary Tank Commander. Gary Tank Commander. Yeah, it was a very complicated title to lure people in. Yes. Yeah. Um, the show was called Gary Tank Commander, and it was about a, a soldier called Gary who was a tank commander. Ah, uh, he wasn't called Gary Tank, and he was a commander. No, and he also wasn't called Gary the Tank Commander, which people say, which uh, not down here, obviously, or in this room. No, no one's ever mentioned. No, him. I know. Um, but uh, yeah, so Gary Tank Commander. D Gary Tank Commander. Yeah, big in Mull and some other regional parts of Scotland. Well, they were very wise to give Mull televisions. <laughs> They were. <laughs> Just for the boost it gave to the numbers. <laughs> anyway, so Gary was about, uh, about about the war, so I was keen to, you know, we all know how funny war is, and I was keen right. to kind of uh, capitalise on that. Right. So Dad's army had finished. Yeah. We need a new Dad's army. Yeah. But what if instead of old men, yeah. it was you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Pretty much. You were the only person in it? Yeah, well, not the only person in it, but the, certainly the most uh, written. The other, the, part the only one with words. Yes, the only one with words. Pretty much for most of the show. Yes. yes. So um, no, that was very very nice, and uh, uh, it's always a, always a pleasure to uh, to uh, to get so famous. Right, right, um, and and you 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 actually played uh, arenas to 40, 50, 60 thousand people. We played to. We played genuinely. We played to thirty thousand people. Yes. Right. And do you think uh, thirty thousand seater football stadiums yeah. are the natural home of live comedy? It didn't matter to us. We were just there having fun, selling fraudulent tickets. That's what we did. Fraudulent tickets. Oh yeah, because there was a you game were going on. It, you're saying. Yeah. There was a game. There was a game going on. We did it as a kind of storm the pitch. Tried to do a bit of a show, and then we, 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 we managed to uh, build uh, some kind of reputation on the back of that, you see. Well, that's, that's very worked. nice. Yeah. yeah so, so do you think there's a future in storming football games in order to do a, the a theatrical performance? I mean, I think football fans, deep down, what they're really craving is theatre. I think they are. I think monologues at half-time could be a massive thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Would you be up for it? Would you be willing to perform in that kind of arena? I'd love to uh, spoil the fun of thousands of men who've specifically spent their hard-earned wages yeah. on football tickets in order to bring them some bloody culture. I'd, I'd love to. I think it's needed and you're needed. I, I, I think so. Oh, I think man. so. 
I mean, what sort of thing? You maybe do some Pinter for them or some... Uh... I'd do a lot of the pauses from Pinter. I think that would get... <laughs> I'd do a collection of pauses from Pinter. <laughs> Highlights reel. For, for the punters. We'd call it Pinter Pauses Punters. <laughs> Already it's... With pies. With pies. Pinter Pauses Pies Punters. I think that would be incredibly popular. Yes. And slowly they would ease... Out the the pauses, yeah, uh, the punters and the pinter, until only pies remained. And which which uh, stadium would you choose to do it at? What team should we do this at? Who are the most sort of in need of theatre? Do you think Millwall? Millwall, <laughs> yes. Well, we'll do it there. Well, let's do it at Millwall Stadium. At the Millwall Stadium, <laughs> as it's called. I'm as sure. it's called. I'm sure it's called that. If you'd like to see inside the comedian recorded live. Our next show is on Thursday the 11th of July at King's Place Theatre in London, where I'll be interviewing Lucy Porter and Richard Herring. Tickets are now on sale from kingsplace.co.uk. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Uh, So the weather. Yes. I hear you've got an anecdote about the weather. <laughs> I do, David. I left the house and it was warm. Right. Uh, no, it was cold. Oh, oh, can I start that again? No, you can't. Oh, no, 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 no. This is live. Oh, my God. Okay, so I left the house and it was cold. Right. Okay, and then I put on a, a heavy jacket. And well, then the to warm yourself up. To warm myself up. Um, and then the, uh, this evening it got uh, cold again, so I'm all right. But actually during the day, for a part of it, I was too warm. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you've been fantastic. Thank you so much for coming down. He always ends on this. It's an absolute banker. It's an absolute banker. He'll break down. You, but the thing is, you've done it on Graham Norton now, so everyone's I know. seen the clip. I know. That's my impression of uh, that. My impression of. Um, oh no! What's his name? Uh, uh, Tom Hiddleston. Tom yeah. Hiddleston. Yeah, I did my impression of Tom Hiddleston. He's coming on this show next Is he? Month. Yes, yes. Oh, good. Not a comedian, but I couldn't persuade him of that. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I'll do it anyway. 
Well, he's, he's very good, actually. He is very Incredibly good, good he isn't he? He is very good. I saw him do a five at the Albany. He was fantastic. Really? Yeah, he was very, very strong. What did he talk about? Himself. It was I, a very strong set. I'm amazed he stopped after five. No, I shouldn't say that. He's very, he's very, very good. Is he a close personal friend? Yeah, yeah. Um, I call him uh, T. Because <laughs> it's his first name? No. His name is T. No, he loves T. But only I know that because I know him so okay. well. Okay. You do know him so well. I do. Okay. Well, this is the thing. You must have celebrity friends now with you being a celebrity. Yeah, I do. Loads. <laughs> David Williams. Where? Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm going to see. Sorry. Yes. Um, uh, who, who else do you know? Barry Cryer. Barry Cryer. Yeah. Wow. And uh, the is he as much of a fucking machine Holdsworth? as everyone says? Yeah, he's, he uh, he's okay. great. And uh, I also know a lot of the ca early cast... Um, of uh, the Golden Girls, <laughs> the early cast, yeah, before not, the reboot. Not not the main girls, but some of the other uh, oh, I guys see. from that. Yeah, right, not the girls. Because I used know to live, Golden Girls. You know, I used to live where they used to film it. Scotland. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah we mentioned that. Yeah, we, we did. Sorry, yeah, and they and they were saying as well how hot it'd been when they were out in a thin jacket. Right, they were okay, and then they put a heavier jacket on all three of them, right. fur ones, because that's what they were into. Uh, you're getting the anecdote out again, I can <laughs> uh, see. I you're know. doing it through the Golden Girls, but, uh, but I can hear it. Yeah, Famous Friends, it's, it's, what, it's what makes you feel good. What's Sean Connery really like? He's, he's very, very, he's a very quick talker, and it's quite hard to follow sometimes. And he's actually Irish as well. He's been is doing that right? Yeah, yeah, he is. Um, so the Scottish accent, he's been doing very, very well. It's just other accents he can't do, but his Scottish accent is actually superb. So that's the one he's famous for. Yeah, he exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Although wow. in Highlander, he had a particularly authentic uh, Egyptian. Egyptian accent. Yeah. Yes, but an Egyptian who'd hung around uh, Spaniards quite a lot. It was very subtle what he was doing. It was very subtle. Very fact, subtle. The whole film's very subtle. Very subtle. I love yeah. that film. There could I love be that only, film. only two. It was a very clever film. Would you take the part of uh, Conor McLeod if they remade Highlander today? Um, yes, I would. Not today. I mean, you're busy today. There's not much of today left. This is the evening. But if they were to make it tomorrow or, you know, next week? Yeah, 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 I think I definitely would. How's your uh, sword play? Um, it's uh, middling. Middling? Yeah, but then they, they sort that out for you on the set. They get people in to get you up to speed. So by the end of it, you'd be, you'd be amazing at, at swording. I hear mostly they get professional swordsmen, fencers, mm -hmm. um, to, to just put their arms under your arms, through your armpits, and do the sword fighting that way. Yeah, that is actually true, because I've done quite a lot of stunts with other stuntmen. And they do that for driving as well. <laughs> That's right, for driving <laughs> and do. punching. You're not sitting on a seat, you're sitting on a stuntman driving. <laughs> That's right, you are. And if you're having a fight, the stuntman's doing most of the legs and arms. <laughs> you're just a torso and a head strapped to a man. And they remove, they remove his head and torso in post. It's why, if you look closely in most uh, stunt fights, yeah. The arms and legs are about half a foot behind the body. They are. That's right. <laughs> but Very it's odd. such an amazing industry. Incredible industry. <laughs> Incredible industry. The magic, the magic we get to see. Yes. Um, now, Greg McHugh, um, I've, I've asked the good people of, um, of Twitter if they have mm. any questions for you about yes, your career. Yes, of course. I, ho I of course. hope you, you'll indulge, indulge me to read some of these out. Um, and if by any means you don't want to answer any, then tough. Um, <laughs> So this is from at Runny Bread Egg, and they say, do you regret making that film about Hitler? <laughs> no, no, I just think there had to be another option, another view. Some and, things uh, needed to be said. You know, I am a keen fan of playing empathy in all my roles, right. and, uh, and that's what I did in that film. But you also, I feel, uh, showed there was empathy on both sides by playing everyone in the film. Yes. Well, 
<laughs> the, I, Again, I, I, but the stunts were particularly difficult. They um, were, I have to say, the, the D-Day scene was yeah. incredible with you playing everyone, especially since you had stuntmen doing all your arms and legs. <laughs> <laughs> I did. One of the most challenging scenes on that D-Day uh, um, arrival was mm. on the boat where... Yes. I had to play a number of the uh, soldiers. It's 24, I, I believe. Yeah, it was. But I was also playing the water, and that made right. it even more complicated. But in the end, I think we'll all agree, it was a film. It was a film. <laughs> Undeniably, it was a film. So, at Clive Loves Five Alive writes, when will we finally see you on Strictly? I know for a fact you've got the pins for it. Uh, I can't actually say, but it's looking really something really yeah really yeah do you think you can go all the way i think yes do the first episode i think i will <laughs> i think i will actually will you yes that that's you know i write it you write strictly i yeah. didn't know that no i didn't, you didn't know, know that. that right i didn't know that that must be I immensely rewarding it is it's, it's immense i mean it's 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 very very difficult work and a lot of it is physical comedy so how much difficult. detail do you write in the dances um, a huge amount. Right. But, uh, do you know what I'm most proud of in that show? What? The seating plan. Right. Yeah. Right. Because many people just give that to a runner or something. To of course they do. Of course they do. It, it shows. No, no, shows you're looking at the showrunner here, buddy. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm all over it. I'm every single part of that show uh, from the presenters, both played by, um, uh, you know, people of, uh, you know, uh, of small opportunity in society. Right. And, uh, <laughs> And I'm responsible for that. Right. I'm a chance. So I'm very proud. Very proud, man. Well, I'm. I. It now feels like you'd be cheating by writing it and performing on it. I mean, you can't write yourself as the winner, can you? I can either confirm, and I'm definitely not going to deny. Right. Okay. At Elk Disaster writes, "What's your favourite kind of litter? I like it when you find a broken key or discarded glove." as they seem to tell some kind of magical story. <laughs> also condoms. <laughs> What's your favorite kind of litter? I once walked across a bridge in Edinburgh. Yes. And a bin bag. I find bag, that hard to believe. Yeah, you know, I, I, I did, okay. it was years ago. When years I could, ago now. You know, um, a young man. Yeah, a young man. And I walked across a bridge in Edinburgh and a bin bag, which was soaking wet, flew up in my face oh. and enveloped my whole face. <laughs> And it was horrible. <laughs> it was horrible. It's a powerful image. But for a moment, what was the moisture? It was. It was. It was so wet around my ears. That was the thing I always remember. That the the bin bag. You know, your face isn't so bad. It's the, it was the wetness of the. Oh, thank plastic. you very much. Uh, but it, the yeah. wetness around the. Was it, yeah. was it? Was it dew? Was it rainwater? Was it something else? No. I, well, it was probably a combination. Yeah. It was probably oh. all the all the bad stuff. But it whipped around in that Edinburgh wind because we were on the bridge, on right. the North Bridge. They just whipped up in my face, and it and it felt like all encompassing. But actually, for a moment. It, it kind of slightly dulled the traffic noise, and it was perfect. You were walking in traffic? Yes, I was. That incredibly dangerous. I was. I was um, pitching my, my latest short film during the festival. Oh, my word. Yeah. My word. Well, that sounds disgusting. How long was your head in a bin bag for? I think it felt like about a year, but it turned out only to be a week. Right. <laughs> well, thank God they managed to get it off, ultimately. <laughs> they did, ultimately. It was a bit like the scene in Alien. It was not easy. No, and ultimately your your stomach would burst after breakfast. It would with another bin bag. <laughs> My God, but this subtly different bin bag yeah. that then just crawls off for, across the floor. Because it's a Scottish bin bag, really slowly. 
It's a specific cultural reference. You won't know this, but Scottish beanbags are very slow. <laughs> now, at Haley three five eight one five nine writes, "How do you sleep at night?" Oh, that's nice. Uh, so bedtime routine. What's your bedtime routine? <laughs> Um, I watch Highlanders uh, 2 through to 5. Not the first one? No, no, I always skip that till the middle of the night if I can't sleep. Okay. And, uh, and then eventually I'll read, I'll just read some of the local pamphlets that have been through the door that day. Right, so sort of pizzas, kebabs, um, sort of churches, that sort of thing. No, appeal based. Oh, you, get, you clearly live in a nicer area than me. Yeah, um, uh, so I'll read some of that, and then once I've read it, I know I don't need to do anything about it. Right, of just, course. Uh, and then I can sleep. You just go, hmm, <laughs> Amnesty have benefited from me knowing about them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Probably tweet about it. Maybe, maybe. And you know what? Prisoners of tyrannical regimes love when they get tweeted about. They do. And pub quizzes. It's why they do it. That's right. They do. They love pub quizzes, don't they? They do. I can't wait to join your team. Oh, well, you'd be most welcome. What was it called again? Quizlamic Jihad. Oh, well done. <laughs> I was too proud of it to forget that. Um, at Trapped in a Tweet Farm Please Help writes, where do you find all your hilarious suits? Um, I didn't... I didn't realise I had lots of hilarious suits. Yeah, you're, you're famous for your ridiculous clothing. Oh, really? Yes. Well, oh, um, well, I... Uh, I Is that I, not intentional? No, it wasn't actually, but I mean, if they're funny... I mean, you're a laughing stock, a national laughing stock. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. So I'm making people happy even through what I wear. Not happy, but you're bringing them together through ridiculing of a third party, i.e. you. Right. Right. Well, win-win. They might find happiness. Yeah. They might just hit each other. Who knows? But they're together. Yeah, well, it, it's an eclectic bunch of suits um, made from uh, some of the finest uh, finest yarns I could find. <laughs> oh, you just find them? It must take a long time to find <laughs> enough yarn for a suit. It does, it does. But in the end, it's turned out that all that effort's been worth it. It has been. I mean, I mean uh, trapped in a tweet farm, please help, has, has really noticed. Well, if it's been picked up on, it's all good, isn't it? It is all good. Yeah. It's all good. Um, at Ropey Old Todds writes, Will you be in my film school graduation film? It's about a vampire with amnesia who's forgotten they're the Prime Minister and also a wasp. And then they've just written tasteful nudity. I actually just did one last week just like that, so really? I can't do a second yeah. <laughs> Really? Just yeah. too similar? A little bit too similar. You don't want to be up for the same award with two films? Not really. Wouldn't no. be comfortable with that. What, but the, I what was the film? What was the film you were just doing? It was called um, uh, Wasp Farm Man. Wasp Farm Man? Yeah. Was the punctuation in that? Because it seemed like there was <laughs> yeah, there's, one thing. There's dashes and semicolons. Right, okay. Um, it's confusing. Because they really want wasp the audience. Wasp Farm Semicolon Man? Yes. Right, that's very weird. That's right. What's it about? Well, it's, it's, about, it's about a man who tries to start a wasp farm. Right. But he's never done it before. He, uh, he just lost that's... No, exactly. He, just, he lost his job. Um, in Debenhams, uh, it's very, you know, it's kind of odd, actually. So it's a sort of social commentary yeah, piece. Yeah, it's kind of social commentary, prophetic piece. And anyway, he starts, he goes and buys a piece of land. Are you man? <laughs> I don't want to show you. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, he, he buys a piece of land that he can't really afford, and he doesn't know what he's doing with the wasps, and then instantly he realises that the land was too much money, he'd paid too much for it. Right. He'd bought not enough wasps. How many do you need for a wasp farm? <laughs> you, need a you need thousands. Right. There's, is there a queen? 
Uh, yes. Wasp? There's one. Yeah, there's queen. a massive queen wasp. Yeah. What? How big is a queen wasp? Oh, it's huge. Really? It's yeah, it's really big. What, the size of a farm? No, no, right. no, no. 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 That'd be ridiculous. That no, would, that would that be. Could be the hectares. Um, and um, <laughs> you're right. I mean, a farm isn't a determinate size, is it? Well, it's not. Have no. you got that in a farm? No. 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 <laughs> like is it the size of a barn? Uh, no, it's, they're much smaller. A dog. Listen, I'm done with a room thing. Oh, that's the end. I'm sorry. You're, you're, you were giving me the, the, the signs of I was getting close to spoilers. Well, yeah. There's a, there's a queen wasp. That there exists. is a queen wasp. Fine. And he ultimately. dies. Oh. Oh, that is a social commentary. It is. It's very sad. He's just taken on too much. It's a kind of. It's a, you know, it's a story for all of us not to, not to lose hope. Um, <laughs> But also not to take on too much. <laughs> <laughs> Two very powerful messages. Don't lose hope, but don't take on too much. Yeah. Because <laughs> in a way, we're all wasp farm man. <laughs> you pronounced that particularly well. Thank you. Well, I listened to what you said. Thank you. Greg McHugh, thank you for letting me inside you. Hi. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Inside the Comedian with me, your host, David Reed. If you've enjoyed the show, then please help us spread the word by following at Inside Comedian on Twitter. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.